Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, this is Nina B. Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. I'm so excited that you're here for my second episode. You actually came back? That is amazing. You came back for podcast number two, my second episode ever. I am so excited. What an incredible journey this has already been. As I've been saying and laughing with my friends that just launching this podcast has really been like having a third baby. I'm just so grateful for all of you for listening and now supporting this podcast. So welcome back. I also realized that without all of you, this would never be happening. So thank you so much. So here we are. Podcast number two, Meet My Person. That's right, my very first guest on this podcast. My partner in crime, my person, the guy that makes me better, my husband, Jeff Clark. Of course, honey, only fitting to have you as my very first guest on the podcast. Welcome, babe. Thank you. I'm excited to be the first guest. This Are is quite excited? an honor. Quite an honor. What do you think honor. about the podcast so far? I think it's a great idea. I love it. You do? I, I listen to them every day, so I'm excited to start listening to this one. I know. One. You're sort of like a podcast junkie, aren't I am. you? I am. It's that two-hour commute. <laughs> Plenty of time for podcasts. No joke, guys. Two hours door to door. Yeah. Each way, right? Yep. So podcasts Working are hard great, for my money. great for commuters. I love it. So Jeff and I, I'm going to take us all back a little bit. We're going to talk about where we met, how we met. We actually met later in life. We didn't start dating until I was 29. Jeff was, I think, 30. Both of us had dated many others, and both of us had started our careers, right? So take us back a little bit about That's how we met. We met uh, at a New Year's Eve event um, a year before we started dating, and of course, both of us were dating other people. Uh, those relationships fortunately ended, and Nina and I started dating about a year and a half later uh, in March, which was terrific. Oh, and a big shout out, Nancy, if you're if you're listening. That's right. Nancy, big shout Nancy, out to the Nancy. matchmaker. And what did you think when our when our friends, our mutual friends, set us up? You were living in New York, I was living in Boston, and they separately said to each of us, "I know the person that you're going to marry." Did you think they were crazy like I did? <laughs> well, we <laughs> we might have thought that for other reasons, but um, no. You know, it's interesting now that I think back on it. I sorry, I probably blew it off when it happened, but he indeed indeed did say. We've met, I've met the woman you're going to marry. He's yep. like, I'm set. I know it. And uh, he was correct. Sure enough, here we are, 2018, and we're still going strong, babe. That's right. So let's talk about dating long distance, right? You were in New York City, working in finance, working on Wall Street. I was in Boston, working in the newsroom, doing my TV news gal thing in the newsroom in Boston at NBC. Shout out to my friends at NBC7 in Boston. Um, and how did you feel about long-distance relationships and long-distance dating? I had done it before, so it wasn't that off-putting. But it does, as you get closer to the person that you're dating, it does tend to grind on the relationship a lot. And uh, I made many treks by both, <laughs> mostly bus, plane, and car from New York to Boston to see Nina on the weekends, um, which was great. She used to work till, I think, midnight on Friday. So I actually had some time after work to get there before she was off-duty. But uh but uh, after a while, you just want to be next to each other. And it's hard when you don't live in the same city. Yep. 
So we had been dating for about six months when 9-11 happened. Right. I was in the newsroom. You at the time were working across the street from the World Trade Center buildings, the Twin Towers. Um, so this was September 11th, 2001. And... That was sort of a turning point in our relationship. I was in the newsroom, and unfortunately, when 9-11 happened and you were at work, the phones weren't working. So I was trying to reach you for several hours. I couldn't reach you. I was completely falling apart, so stressed out, thinking the worst had happened because no one had been able to reach you. So what all of a sudden, finally, though, several hours later, you did call me, and I was able to talk to you, and we both just started crying. So then I kind of knew that we had to be together. And I finally did say to you, we need to be in the same city. But how did 9-11 change you since you were living in New York at the time, working across the street from the World Trade Center? How did that change you? I think it, for me, it was, you know, I was, what, 30 years old. So I wasn't young, but I wasn't old either. But it really hit home on the vulnerability of all of us. I remember I walked off the subway at Trinity uh, Wall Street stop that morning and I looked around there's a lot of people standing around they're all looking up in the air which is a no-no in New York City you never look up if you live in New York everyone knows that uh, and there was paper flying everywhere and I was you know it just typical New Yorker I was like ah something weird's going on and I walked down to my office and when I got there uh, my sister called me and told me what had happened she didn't know the extent at that point um, and then from there just the day unraveled um, but looking back on it Having been, you know, one out of contact, so not even phones were working because they were just so overloaded with people calling each other. Obviously, email was there, but limited for the same reasons. And so it just really put into perspective to me, you know, how every day is needs to be cherished and how vulnerable we are every day. Um, and as Nina said, you know, it was only a few blocks away from me, which was a little tormenting as well. I know. I know your mom was a, was a wreck that day. Yes. Um, and so then we decided that we needed to be together. So I moved to New York. I got a job at MSNBC. Yeah, fortunately, there are a lot of uh, news jobs in, in New York, we found out. <laughs> sort of an epicenter of media. I don't know if you all knew that. Oh, my gosh, yes. Well, I knew I wanted to get to New York, not only to be with you, but I wanted to um, further my TV news career. So then what did you think? We lived together. In New York City, we weren't engaged yet. How, what are your thoughts on living together before you're actually engaged or before you're married? I'm morally opposed to it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know what? It's funny. We did, I think we did talk about that because that was, you know, our parents are somewhat old school yeah. and um, we weren't really sure. We convinced them in, in typical uh, fashion uh, of New Englanders. We convinced them that we would save a lot of money if we lived together, which they all yep. thought was a great idea. Yep. It's all about the money. <laughs> exactly. And then we did. Actually, we did save a lot of money. Yep. But, um, you know, it, having done it, you know, people always say, oh, then when you're married, you won't be, won't be as special because you have lived together already. And I wanted to be like, I hope that marriage isn't living together with people, right? right? Like a roommate. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You learn the idiosyncrasies, you, you know, quirks of everyone by living together for 24 hours a day. But uh, it also just taught us how to be closer. Uh, we spent more time together. Unfortunately, we were both working a lot. So had we also been in separate apartments, that would have probably been even less time we spent together. And so although questioning it when we first decided to do it, obviously it turned out to be a much better situation than we maybe would have thought. Yeah. And then the question that I've always asked you, what took you so long to propose to me? I mean, I know you're a very... 
I'm like, easily distracted. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about your ADD right now, Jeff. But no, you are very deli- like you have to think everything through. Like if you're going to buy a new pair of khakis, it's like get out a spreadsheet and like let's analyze what we need in terms of the pair, the like which khakis to buy and what right, the price is. Right. So. Did you have a spreadsheet on me? I mean, how did this, like, what took you so long? I'm it very, was kind of like cray-cray. I'm very deliberate. I do not like to make mistakes. I'm a perfectionist. And so I think that I probably thought to myself, it needs to be done the right way at the right time. When is the right time? It's There's never a right time to get engaged, to have kids, whatever. Um, and so, you know, it just that's just my personality. And fortunately, I met someone who is not deliberate. And so <laughs> I was Yolo. given an ultimatum. I was given an ultimatum. You only live once. Yes, I did give you an ultimatum, didn't I? And I worked towards that goal. I think yeah. I beat it by a week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told you that. I was like, I'm like 10 days early. Isn't this awesome? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay. So let's talk about a healthy marriage or just for some that are listening, a healthy relationship, right? right. What do you think are the secrets to a healthy relationship, a healthy marriage? For me, I think about how we're such a team and everything. Like we're both really team people and I think we work better. We know we're better together. So we're really into being like this team, this husband, wife team. I think also we over communicate things like we both love to talk and talk things out. So I think communication for us has been really good. And then also for us, I think how we support each other. We really sort of are each other's biggest cheerleaders, and I think that really has been helpful. Um, but tell me what you think. If people are listening, what are the secrets to a healthy relationship or and or healthy marriage? What are your thoughts? Yes, dear. <laughs> yes, dear. Of course, dear. Yes. <laughs> a lot. Of it. You are you going to yes, dear me? Uh, yeah, you do have to subjugate your ego. On either side, which is always difficult for anyone that's got any self-confidence. But um, I think the biggest piece is, is communication, spending time together, trying to spend time both with your family, but also by yourselves, with groups, by yourselves. Because it, different things happen at different times. And, um, and I do think Nina is a big fan of teams, as, as am I. Um, but I think it is. It's a it's a small team, but it's two people, and it's and teamwork's important. And you need to feel like the other person has your back and supports you. And sometimes, you know, maybe the decision you make isn't to their liking, and they'll let you know that. But then you know next time not to do it. And so, um, teamwork and communication, spending time together, and even just spending time together doing nothing. I mean, I think people always think like we have to go on a date, and we have to go to dinner. Like sometimes it's just nice to sit and talk mm-hmm. at the kitchen table. Um, mm-hmm which is very important for everyone in any relationship. So one of the things um, that I think about sometimes is, you know, ways that we can all improve. So one of the things I think about for us, and maybe people out there that are listening have the same thing, is carving out time, just alone time for each other. And, you know, I think when I look, when I think about this, I'm like, wait, when was the last time we had a date night, Right. So when was the last time that we actually carved out the time? And I think that's something that we really want to work on and get better at. We're not perfect by any stretch, trust me. We're a hot mess behind the scenes, right, babe? But I do think, um, you know, that's something I think about as far as something that we can improve in our relationship and in our marriage. But tell me what you think about something that we, that you think about that we can improve or that other couples out there might be having Right. Similar, you know, thoughts. it's interesting. I, I wrestle with this, and I think 
what what has happened with us is we spend a lot of time with our children. Mm -hmm. And we love that. And we love spending time with them. And we obviously love them. But what that means is that you have to take that time away from your kids to have time by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I wrestle with it personally, thinking, like, is that selfish? You know, should we be spending time with them instead? You know, are we missing something? But everyone will say, and everyone you read or listen to who's an expert on relationships will say, you've got to take that time. It's, it follows in line with the whole, you know, self-love. Like, you've got to take time for yourself. You also have to take time for the people that you have relationships with. Mm-hmm. And that's not just spouses. That's, you know, friends, sisters, brothers, parents. You got to really carve time out for each of those individual relationships. And right. I think we can always improve on that. Right. I think we also get caught just in the whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And we wake up on Monday morning like, oh, we just another week went by. Right. You know, and... What just happened this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it is good to take that time to connect. And that's, that's right. something that we've both been talking about lately about making time to connect not only with each other, but with people that we care about right. and making sure that we're in touch with them and actually connecting with them because I think that's so important. So honey, I think that, um, you're super thoughtful and one of the greatest, one of the, well, there's so many things that I love about you, but one of the things that I love is how thoughtful you are. Like you'll just write me little notes or you'll send me little texts or you'll bring home flowers or you'll just do something that's really thoughtful. And you always consider me if you're going to Starbucks, it's always like, well, what does Nina want? So, who do you like how how do you think you got that way like you're so considerate you think of others i'm just curious where do you think that came from because i feel like people can learn from you in that respect no i i it was it was taught to me from the beginning of my life my my mother was always a proponent of consideration being well behaved being respectful um and that I think just, you know, and when you learn that in an early age, it just continues throughout your life. And also, too, as you get older, you uh, you see the results from that and people appreciate it. And frankly, it's sad to say, but there's a lot of people in this world who are not considerate and not thoughtful. And so if you are, you stand alone or stand apart from those people. Wait, did you listen to my first podcast about kindness, honey? I did. Okay. I did. Okay, good. But okay, I also, good. Nina's a lot like my mother, which is weird, but she <laughs> preaches kindness and consideration as well. And we're uh, both Scorpio. Maybe that's, that's why I was attracted to her. Um, but the, I just think that having grown up that way, my family was always like that. My siblings are like that. And two so, sisters, two by the sisters, way, two amazing, beautiful sisters. Yeah, who may argue with how considerate I am sometimes, but um. <laughs> they, he, he also is known to make them cry. <laughs> yes, they know that I love them. Um, but it just—it was just an important lesson in our in our life early on. Now, also, did your mom? You're so good at so many things. Did your mom teach you how to cook? Because I'm like, some days I'm like blown away that you do so much, and then you'll like also be cooking a pot roast for the family, and I'm sort of <laughs> like. Okay, wait, why do I feel so inadequate? But did your mom teach you how to cook? Is that another shout out to, to Mimi? I don't, to Mimi? yeah. I don't, there was never, I don't remember, you know, lessons in the kitchen, but she cooked Or was a that lot. maybe in the fraternity? No, it was not. We had a wonderful cook, Bob White, who took care of that for us. Um, Colgate. But, exactly. But um, I did learn how to make grilled cheeses really well in college. Um, as <laughs> Late many, night. Many can attest. But uh, yeah, it was just watching my mom and she was great. And her 
sisters were great cooks and just being around them and you know just through osmosis and i frankly i like to eat so <laughs> if, if no one else is going to cook it you got to cook for yourself right so there you go he knows who he's married to right 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 babe so yep. let's talk about our decision to have kids um did you know always that you wanted to have a family and that you wanted to have kids? What did you sort of, I mean, you're from three, right? You and yep. your two sisters. Yep. Did you always want to, did you always envision yourself as a dad of three? Did you just always know you wanted kids no matter I, what? I always knew I wanted children. You tend to want to have the same you grew up with. So Nina's one of two. So she wanted two. I was one of three. So thought about three. We end up with two wonderful children, and we're so blessed to have them. So it's been terrific. But yeah, I always wanted children. Um, I just thought it'd be fun, and they mm -hmm. are a ton of fun. I, know. I mean, they're both so different, but both such great, great, great kids. I'll never forget when we had a surprise. We both kids, we kept the the gender right. surprises, which was the best surprise ever, in my opinion. And there's so few surprises left in the world. So. We um, had, I went into labor with Charlie, long labor, and then turned out to be an emergency C-section. Um, but when when they said, it's a boy, I think you just had tears of yeah. joy in your eyes. You were so proud to have our first child, a baby boy, yes. and uh, it was just so special, right? Yes, definitely. But, so special. But it's great to have a girl, too. I think I they're know. just... Even the genders are so different, as everyone knows. It's yeah. so wonderful to have one of each. We're so blessed. And what kind of a dad did you always sort of think... That you wanted to be. What kind of dad do you think you I are? I want to be the fun dad. Fun dad. Oh boy. <laughs> Which is Here so we not go. Me. Make mom make mom the bad bad yeah. cop. Good uh, cop, mom's bad in charge cop. of discipline. Dad's just gonna bring you candy. Um, no, but you know what? I also really just wanted to be really involved. And uh, and I think I'm doing that. It's it's difficult and takes time, obviously, but but I just you know, watching the world through their eyes is terrific and um, you know, I always think about, you know, you also have to raise them. Like, they're not our friends. They're our children, um, which is an important difference. Um, but I also think about the fact that I want to be involved and I want them to love me and, you know, not, and respect me, but also just want to be around me because I am, I think I'm fun. Oh, my gosh. I think they think so I'm weird fun. sometimes. But. <laughs> and you're also hilarious, by the way. Yes. You're one of the funniest people I know. That Thank was you. one of the things I loved about you. It's not coming across in this podcast. <laughs> This is a very serious podcast. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Do you want to have some fun? This is great. Um, okay, so tell me, Mr. Mr. Um, Mr. Romance, Mr. Love, the love of my life, Jeff Clark. Um, you're sort of like Fabio with like long hair and like the romance novels, right? Right. right. Um, but if for everyone that's listening today, what advice would you give someone about having a healthy relationship? What's your best advice? I think, I think, I always think about we are two people with two different minds and two different wills, and you have to keep that in, in consideration whenever you think about things. And so, you know, humans are inclined to, I don't know if selfish is the word, but act how they want to act at the time. And in a relationship, you can't always do that. And so, um, fortunately, a lot of that will come through communication. So when you do something that someone doesn't like, they'll tell you. Um, but uh, you really just have to always keep in mind. And again, this goes back to the considerate piece, but what would this person think? What would they want? How would they want this to happen? Are they interested in this? Whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's really important. Okay, I love that. Love lessons from Jeff Clark. Oh my God, this is like... Um, Maybe this, I'll do my own podcast. This is like... 
<laughs> late night. This is like yeah. late night on Sunday night. What was that called? Uh, Delilah. Delilah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Shout out to Chris Wilson. That's right. Our friends in Boston who all listened to that on Sunday night radio. I loved that. So Jeff, I wanted to know if you'll, do you think you'll ever come back on this podcast? Are you scared? Of course, Are you scared of invited, this now? Are you scared of invited, this now? I don't know if I'll be invited back. The, I think the listeners are going to go through the roof after this podcast. So I'll probably have to come back every time now. We're just kidding. Super He's actually going to be a regular. He's actually going to be a regular on the podcast. But we wanted to leave you guys with a challenge today, right, babe? Yes. So this is a challenge for all of you who are listening. We want you to think of what is working in your relationship and what is not working in your relationship and try to make some improvements. And I know after just listening to Jeff, which he actually shared some things with all of us, including me, that has gotten us all thinking, right? At least I've, I'm already thinking about some things that I can work on and be better and make us better, right? Because right. what do Team I always work. say? Makes what do I always work. say? We are better together. That's right. And I truly believe that. So Jeff, thanks again. I know you're coming back. So I love you Can't so wait. much. Love um, you too. And everyone else out there is just going to love you too. So thank you for all of you out there for listening today. I just want you all to know I'm so grateful for all of you. I know that I would not be here without all of you supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person. And my hopes really with this podcast, Nina's Got Good News, is that all of us are going to get even better together. That's the goal, right? So stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can find us on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to my weekly podcast so you won't miss any episodes. So look out for Nina's Got News. Nina's Got Good News on iTunes. And once you subscribe, please consider rating my show and leaving a review there as well. And you never know, I might be reading some of those reviews on the air as well. So for now, I am your happy host, Nina B. Clark. Just so happy to be here. You can find me across all social media platforms as Nina B. Clark. And remember, Jeff and I have an E at the end of Clark. Nina B. Clark on all social media platforms. My jam right now is Instagram, so please connect with me there. Thank you again so much for listening, and keep being awesome. Awesome.